Chapter 82 of Explanation of Catholic Morals. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Explanation of Catholic Morals by John H. Stapleton. Chapter 82 Not Good to Be Alone. A man may come to discover that the state in which he finds himself placed is not the one for which he was evidently intended by the Maker. We do not all receive the same gifts because our callings are different. Each of us is endowed in accordance and in harmony with the ends of the Creator in making us. Some men should marry, others may not. But the state of celibacy is for the few and not for the many. Those few, depending solely on an abundant grace of God. Again, one may become alive to the fact that to remain in an abnormal position means to seriously jeopardize his soul's salvation. Celibacy may, as for many it does, spell out for him clearly and plainly eternal damnation. It is to no purpose here to examine the causes of and reasons for such a condition of affairs. We take the fact as it stands, plain and evident, a stern hard fact that will not be downed, because it is supported by the living proof of habit and conduct. Living and continuing to live a celibate, take him as he is and as there is every token of his remaining, without any reasonable ground for expecting a change, this man is doomed to perdition. His passions have made him their slave. He cannot it is morally impossible for him to do so remain continent suppose again that the almighty has created the state of wedlock for just such emergencies whereby a man may find a remedy for his weaknesses an outlet for his passions a regulator of his life here below and a security against damnation hereafter and this is precisely the case for the ends of marriage are not only to perpetuate the species but also to furnish a remedy for natural concupiscence and to raise a barrier against the flood of impurity. Now, the case being as stated, need a Catholic, young or a no longer young man, look long or strive hard to find his path of duty already clearly traced. And in making this application, we refer to man, not to woman, for reasons that are obvious. We refer again to those among men whose spiritual sense is not yet wholly dead who have not entirely lost all respect for virtue in itself who still claim to have an immortal soul and hope to save it but who have been caught in the maelstrom of vice and whose passions and lusts have outgrown in strength the ordinary resisting powers of natural virtue and religion incomplete and half-hearted these can appreciate their position it would be well for them to do so the faculty for so doing may not always be left with them. The obligation to marry, to increase and multiply, was given to mankind in general, and applies to man as a whole, and not to the individual, that is, in the common and ordinary run of human things. But the circumstances with which we are dealing are outside the normal sphere. They are extraordinary, that is to say, they do not exist in accordance with the plan and order established by god they constitute a disorder resulting from unlawful indulgence in wild impiety 
it may therefore be and it frequently is the case that the general obligation to marry particularize itself and fall with its full weight on the individual this one or that one according to the circumstances of his life then it is that the voice of god's authority reaches the ear of the unit and says to him in no uncertain accents thou shalt marry and behind that decree of god stands divine justice to vindicate the divine right we do not deny but that absolutely speaking recourse to this remedy may not be imperiously demanded but we do claim that the absolute has nothing whatever to do with a question which is one of relative facts what a supposed man may do in this or that given circumstance does not in the least alter the position of another real live man who will not do this or that thing in a given circumstance he will not because morally speaking he cannot and he cannot simply because through excesses he has forgotten how and of other reasons to justify non-compliance with the law there can be none it is here a question of saving one's soul inconveniences and difficulties and obstacles have no meaning in such a contingency and mind you the effects of profligate celibacy are farther reaching than many of us would suppose at first blush the culprit bears the odium of it in his soul but what about the state of those or rather of her whoever she may be known or unknown whom he in the order of providence is destined to save from the precariousness of single life if it is his duty to take a wife whose salvation as well as his own perhaps depends on the fulfilment of that duty and if he shirks his duty shall he not be held responsible for the results in her as well as in himself since he could and she could not ward off the evil it has come to such a pass nowadays that celibacy as a general thing is a misnomer for profligacy making all due allowance for honourable exceptions the unmarried male who is not well saturated with spirituality and faith is notoriously gallianaceous in his morals in certain classes he is expected to sow his wild oats before he is out of his teens and by this is meant that he will begin young to tear into shreds the sixth commandment so as not to be bothered with it later in life if he married he would be safe finally what kind of an existence is it for any human being with power to do otherwise to pass through life a worthless good-for-nothing non-entity living for self shirking the sacred duties of paternity defrauding nature and god and sowing corruption where he might be laying the foundation of a race that may never die there is no one to whom he has done good and no one owes him a tear when his barren carcass is being given over to food to the worms he is a rotten link on the chain of life and the curse of oblivion will vindicate the claims of his unborn generations young man marry marry now and be something in the world besides an eyesore of unproductiveness and worthlessness do something that will make somebody happy besides yourself show that you passed and leave something behind that will remember you and bless your name end of chapter eighty two not good to be alone